We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, can you turn Good that morning. Down? What? Nothing. Go ahead. Turn that down a little bit. I was talking to them. Hey, you interrupted my good morning. Try again. Start again. Well, we're started. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Thursday's episode, I recorded something with Grant Bills that we'll hear in a little bit. And I was just going to have it be that. But then a hurricane ripped through my parents' town. And so this is being recorded about two o'clock eastern time on wednesday my dad is you're what are you are you in a storage unit what are you in i'm in a rv garage rv condominium it sounds like something only that would be in florida yeah it is they uh they build these these really nice structures so people can park their rvs in an air-conditioned place with workbenches and bathrooms and one guy's got a hot tub in his and a wine cellar like it's for just about anything it's a it's a, a high-end storage unit <laughs> isn't the point of an rv to be on the road yeah but when you but now it sounds like there's rvs that have a home well they have to have a home when they're not on the road and if you leave it outside then the weather like destroys it okay so this is not your rv it's your neighbors my neighbors my neighbor mickey and amy it's okay, their thing you met them I don't know. I don't think you've met them. No, but they're my neighbors and they have an RV and they have this garage and this is the best place to ride this out. If you didn't know them, would you have left? Uh, actually with the way the forecast was going, it was supposed to head up to Tampa. We were supposed to get like cat three kind of uh, scenario, which is like a really bad thunderstorm that lasts for a while. But, um, then like yesterday it started to turn closer to Charlotte. And then by the time people would leave the, the highways were packed, it was bumper to bumper on highway 75 getting out of here. So um, we could have tried to head over to Miami area, but um, if we known it was going to be close to a category five, we probably would have left, but they didn't make that call until late last night. Okay. Yeah. Cause people that like moved to Florida, like, if you're in San Francisco, you're like, yeah, it's great here, but there's earthquakes. If you're in the Northeast, you're like, yeah, it's great, but there's bad storms. But it seems like all you guys in Florida are like, yeah, it's great, and hurricanes don't exist. No, well, you know, the last Irma was Irma was bad. That was five years ago, four years ago. Hi, mom. 
Hi, Bart. Uh, Irma was bad. Um, before that, it was Charlie, and that was like 2005. But Charlie can fit in the eye of this one. Yeah, I know. I know. So, but right, yeah. again, by the time this gets published, I mean, well, God willing, I can catch up with you. Oh, yeah. I We've been checking in on the house because we have cameras on it, and there's a couple neighbors that stayed. So the the biggest, there's two worries. One is that the wind is going to do some damage to like the pool cage and the roof. Um, yeah, I think then, that's going to be as good as gone. No, it, it's pretty good. They, they build them for like 140 mile an hour winds. So you told me 110 last time. No, that's the pool cage. The roof is more like 130. The pool cage is a worry, but the way the wind is blowing, we might, we might be okay. Cause it's a East West kind of cycle. Um, so we have, we have some houses that kind of it's got to go through to hit ours. So, um, so what's it like outside right now as we're talking two o'clock on a Wednesday? Uh, I will go by the door and you can see it's just really windy and rainy. That's a hurricane, Dad. Right. It's really windy and rainy. So it's not, I mean, you'll, you've had, well, maybe not that bad, but can you see behind me? Well, right now it seems pretty clear. Yeah, it is. It is clear. It's just strong wind and some rain. Again, that's what a hurricane is. Right. So, um, you know, there's tornado type winds occasionally. There's been some lightning, but not around here. It's just strong wind and rain. Like, and as long as the winds aren't super strong, you can survive it. So uh, on Wednesday, I was retweeting you a bunch because... You are cocking off to Jim Cantori. That was only because one of your uh, listeners or followers said that he was watching Jim, who's only like two miles away from us. Um, and he's having trouble standing on both his feet. So uh, he's right on the ocean. Oh, we got a little cutout here. I just saw outside. I don't think it's. Too bad. Power went out? Yeah, power go out? Power, can you hear me or not? I hear you. Net, oh, okay. Yeah, but barely, I'll probably... We probably should not be doing a podcast. We're expecting the we're expecting that to happen. All right, so your power's out. You're going to be in the RV, and you're safe. Yeah, power's out. We're in the RV. All right. All right. Well, be safe. Uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right. Wow. Yikes. Uh, Grant Bills is coming up next. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I'm recording with Grant Bills. Good morning, everybody. That's pretty good. Thank you. Sometimes I do it in my car when I'm driving somewhere and I just have energy or I just need to let it out. I'll just do it. Fun. I thought your best good mornings, my favorite good mornings that came from you is when a caller would do it to you and then you would do it back. Good morning. You know, yeah, I got some voicemails. If maybe we can play some of those. Yeah, I got some voicemails coming in. Uh, what's fun is that when I normally record these, that's like like people have a second sense when I'm recording a podcast. People, mm-hmm. that's when they call the the voicemail line. I've noticed, and I you have a actually. Line. Is it just ringing all the time, or do your callers have that great of a sense of when you're recording? Because it seems it seems almost too perfect. You're always getting calls when you're recording. I recorded one on Tuesday, and during it, I didn't take any of the calls, but three people called. And then the one that we recorded for Monday calls were coming in. And then the rest of the day, it's, it's, it is like a sense. It's like they have a sense. I've been listening to your podcast. I can feel that sense that you have with, with your community of, of listeners and friends. I got to say, I wrote down something on Sunday. I thought this is one of the smartest things that you've ever said on any of your shows. And I wrote it down because I wanted to bring it up. I thought, wow, that's a great point. You had a caller or a, a voicemailer. I don't remember. Tell you on Sunday, they missed you on the radio and they are wondering when you would be back. And you responded, quote, do you think I'd be doing this if there was a better option? Unquote. <laughs> and I, th- <laughs> and well, I heard okay. that and I thought, wow, that's great. So I like this. I like this. Well, no shit you, sorry. No shit you like this. You fill one hour a day. You do it when you want. You don't have to fill four hours. And if you want to wrap it up early, you can. You want to go long, you can. As a radio person, of course you would love this. So Grant does radio. He's stationed out of lacrosse. WKTY Sports 580 AM. Make it sound like the military. I am stationed in lacrosse. He's on a three-year tour in lacrosse of duty. Yeah. Um, but his show airs 
See, for whatever reason, my show only just aired in Milwaukee. Everybody else that does a radio show in the city of Milwaukee or even the state, you, you guys are on like 20 affiliates. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just, you know. And I was on one, so I'm looking at my podcast numbers because I can see everything. It's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Milwaukee's listening. And then Green Bay don't know who the hell I am. But you have Milwaukee. And if I were you, I, I don't know. Milwaukee is the, Milwaukee is unlike any other city in the state. Like Madison is large and it's larger than lacrosse or where I grew up by Eau Claire, but Milwaukee is it's, it's its own thing. There's no other place that's comparable to it. So you having a stake there and owning that, that's, that's cool. There's value. Well, Madison's not going to listen to me because they got to get me on an iPhone and that's going to be bad for the carbon footprint. Once the phone's no good. Uh, Green Bay's not going to be listened to me because I've criticized the Packers before. And you know, you if you criticize the Packers to a person that lives in Green Bay, you it's like you're insulting them personally. I tried to start a back and forth with one Mark Tauscher. Well, I wasn't starting a back and forth, but I, I multiple times queued up a, a quote tweet and stopped myself from pressing send because he did that thing that all Packers tweeters love to do the other day where he was like, remember when people said Rashawn Gary wasn't elite. And I'm like, Tausch, two years ago, he was third on the depth chart. Why do we always do this? Like I, that's yeah, or like, but I was told David Bakhtiari should retire. What by some? Who told you that? By one no-name Twitter account that you shouldn't pay attention to, but now you're using to you're using that no-name tweet from years ago as a diving board to get interaction. It's just Packers. This is not this is not political. This is preference. This is not political. I mean, it it is of nature, but I'm going to. I liked what he said, so I'm going to say. I'm going to use examples of politics he because said. I liked what the guy said. I'm not, yeah. I, I want to be very clear. Again, we had a no politic thing on my radio show, which some people did not feel uh, after the Twitter comments that I saw about how I was yeah. like pleading again. Like, I don't know. I never said, I've never said the word abortion on my radio show once. You were saying. Unless I said the Bucks should abort Coach Bud as the coach, <laughs> which I probably did during the finals. Yeah, I heard you were just using that chair in the Bucks for attention. Using that for attention, which of course I was trying to get on the news. That's what we. Put, have I'm not to doing do. a parade bit for no one to see. <laughs> just oh, who's that chair? I don't know. Nobody knows. Just some guy put it there and didn't talk about it. Of course, I'm going to go for attention. We have to do everything for attention. That's My our job. Is, but, 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 do the Bud Winkler show. Yeah. I'm not doing local nice guy talk sports there. hour. I put my name out there. My name's not on my show. Well, it kind of is. The Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. But you, you were saying something about politics. I can't wait to listen to you walk this tightrope. Yes. So the migrants. <laughs> they were taken from Texas mm-hmm. to Maryland or Massachusetts up there. Yeah. Taken. Taken is, but that's not what we're focusing on. Go, go. So what Pete Buttigieg said mm-hmm. was that that was, they were calling attention to the, there's a problem, let's say, and they were calling to attention to the problem without offering a solution because Whoa. sometimes what politicians do is they the problem is better for them mm-hmm. than if there was a solution yeah so i brought that up because i like that phrase 
I'm telling you the context of it. I'm not being political in any way. I don't well, feel. It's a, I'm it's just a great analogy. I what someone said about something else. And now that I've gone this far into it, really trying to cover my bases, I don't know why I brought that up. Why did I want to tell you that some was people it something think it's like a problem? The, well, I was wondering too. I, I Packers, forgot. Packers fans. I think it was Packers, the Packers fans. Yeah, Packers yeah. fans. Yeah. So some of these bloggers and some of these whatever podcasters, content creators, whoever, if you can be like high and mighty guy, you know, people are like this Devontae Adams thing. Devontae's in Oakland or Vegas and they suck. Mm-hmm. They have the number one spot in the draft right now. It's super early, but Derek Carr's doing Derek Carr's doing the thing where it's like, well, I don't want it to look like I'm favoring you too much, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw it to you at all. He's doing that thing, and so people are like, "Ha ha, Devontae, that's where you wanted to go." Uh, and now look, the Packers are two and one. You're zero and three. I think that's a normal, light human reaction. But then you're seeing people tweet. How can anyone say anything bad about Devante? I will always love Devante. How could you? We just, it's like a little comment, like, man, I don't know if Bakhtiari is ever going to play again. Yeah. A real concern because it's been two years. Turns into, oh, all you fools. I always meant to say fools. That sounded like it was going to be much worse. (laughs) And not even F word, but badder F word. Badder. I always meant to say fools. I was going to say effers. We were sending Bakhtiari death threats too, because that's something that people love. To death control. threats, which again, I've been very adamant about. One of my favorite takes of yours. I love whenever you go on that tangent because you're absolutely right. Sometimes people get death threats. No, they don't. Sometimes someone tweets and DMs Jarvis Landry die. That's not a death threat. It's not a death I, threat. He's not threatening you with death. He might mean dye your hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he means. Yeah, but that was was a nice chat with Wicked. I, I love any time that you bring up the death threats thing because it was it was the same with Tyler Hero when he came back to the Bucks. I remember that being a thing like, oh, Tyler Hero, when he decommitted from Wisconsin to go to Kentucky, he got death threats mailed to his school. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure there were a bunch of people penning letters and and addressing them to the high school and sending. Yeah, that's that's what happened. TNT, really, really good story. I'm sure that's how that went down. And then I brought that up to Wicked. If you haven't heard that episode yet, uh, you can like and subscribe, of course. But he's like, no, somebody wanted to kill me in the parking lot. I was like, shit, man, sorry. He wears it. He wears it like a badge of honor, though. I think Wicked is seemingly Wicked is what people want to think you are. Like Wicked seeming to me, again, has no problem letting it hang out of what he is. And I and people think that of you, which is not the case. I don't think that's the way you are at all. Keep it pretty high and tight with politics. and I don't talk about politics. You're a sports show. When when there's a mass shooting, I tweet that I think that mass shootings are bad. How dare you? And then I think that we should have worn masks. But now I even tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because I don't test. So (laughs) everything changes. Everything fluctuates. Well, if we wouldn't test so much. By the way, I hear you're... uh... You're hopefully going to be safer from getting COVID even into the winter months because it sounds, congratulations, or I'm sorry, depending on how it went down, your retirement from DoorDash. I did. I announced my retirement on uh, Wednesday. I retired from DoorDash after six trips. 
Did you do it just for a bit for podcast content? I didn't. Just worked out. But yeah, I did it because I'm like trying to figure out where money's going to come from. (laughs) And I had this like offer to, if I did one DoorDash, I'd get a hundred bucks on a promo. You're really good at that kind of stuff. Place so one, then I got that, the, all the free stuff. You know how to push those yeah, buttons. Yeah, yeah. So then I did it. And I was like, well, I did one. Might as well do another. Might as well. Broken the seal. So I did four one day and I did two another day. And like I was telling the Paul and Evan, like I'm walking into banks with a burrito for a woman. And it's like, <laughs> this is. Are you wearing pajama pants too, I bet? Yeah. Of course you are. I was kind of joking, but of course you are. Hey, it's not a bad bit. Like, there's there's harder, worse ways to get content. I texted you. No, and I don't mind doing DoorDash. I'm going to interrupt because I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind doing it. There's something addictive to it. I like making money. Uh, it's relatively easy. Serving a um, and And, I mean, I'm good at it, but anyone can be. I'm like, I'm, I'm, good, at I'm good at DoorDash. I felt like I was one of their best employees. I really could feel that. But I don't, oh, I don't want to yeah. run into, and it's it's like a zero point zero zero one percent chance. Uh, I get it. Run into someone that it just would not be a good situation. Not that there's anything wrong with being a DoorDash driver. No, 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 no. But I don't, I don't want to like DoorDash to someone I knew in college and I haven't talked to, or uh, yeah. one of the parents at my kids daycare where they like recognize me Mm -hmm. or uh you know some something like that nothing to do with radio i would i i almost hey if i came to your door as a doordasher and you listen and you knew me and i'm all of a sudden doordashing i think that's great i get to meet you it's the non-radio stuff yeah it's not it's like oh you're on the radio and you're doordashing it's not that it's just me and my own own self yeah yeah, well, there's worse ways to get content. I texted you earlier this week because I think you mentioned fish on your Monday pod. And I texted you, I said, no kidding. I am like learning all of Fish's music right now, mostly to say that I can, and then I can wield that when necessary. And it's not, it's, I like it, but that's- well, I like fish, right I like fish. Yeah, I like, I like Trey. I, so I'm a guitar player. So I, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out this Trey Anastasio guy. Kind of, I kind of like what he's about, but I am- Mark's son. Yeah, <laughs> um yeah yes uh but i that's but that's what i'm doing for content right now i'm not gonna say it on my show i'm gonna wait for it to come up organically and then i will just have this knowledge to wield that's that's you talk about sports and stuff that's how most shows do it incorrectly is they plan it you can't plan it you can't plan the stuff to go with the sports you just have to do the stuff and wait for or do the sports and then wait for the stuff to come up organically which isn't what they do it's like you know 7 40 a.m tomorrow you're not gonna believe you know, this couple in Massachusetts, they put in a new floor and you're not going to believe what they found under this floor. And we're going to talk about that coming up in the second hour of the show. That sucks. But learning the entire fish discography just to have in your back pocket for the one random caller who brings it up. That's how you do sports and stuff. <laughs> well, that's my okay, show. So, show. yeah, because I the whole reason I'm doing this is people essentially I felt like I felt like people wanted it. I I wanted it. I feel like people wanted uh, more of a sport sport show. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. So how is a podcast listener? Because I'm assuming you're listening. I'm, I listen to your podcast every day. It's, it's easy. I used to listen to almost four hours because it would help me come up with ideas for my show. And yeah, so then, like, okay, you know. so you listen to the show on the radio and now you're listening to the podcast. Is it, a pre, is it pretty much the same for you as a listener? Well, I, th- I, think, I think what what everyone can't get over is that it's a podcast now. So everyone's yeah. just talking about how it's a podcast, like which we, is what we've been doing for 15 goddamn minutes. So, <laughs> so once we get past that, I yeah. think it's going to be everything that the Bart Winkler show was. It's just going to be more streamlined and it's going to be delivered in, you know, 40 minutes instead of four hours. Well, would you like to hear some voicemails? Sure. So again, you can call the show 402-915-BART. And I have a few voicemails to play. From the last couple of days, I think they're all fresh. Uh, this is Matt in the Falls. Who, Matt, I got to tell you, you're a polarizing figure to some of those on Twitter. Uh, the call that he had the other day, uh, Bodie on Twitter said it was the worst call to media he's ever heard. So, Matt, I'm just letting you know because Matt is not on Twitter, I don't believe. But here is Matt in the Falls. Hey, Bart. It's your old friend, Matt. Um, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on the Jordan Nuora extension that uh, came through the wire yesterday, came down the old uh, grapevine pipeline. Um, I don't, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really pay him that much, which tells me that he didn't get anything, you know, any reasonable offer around the league. And I mean, it's a two-year extension, so we just keep incubating him and see what happens, and maybe he'll put it together. I don't know. I mean, is, are we just going to keep reassigning him to the D League or G League or F League or whatever, like every other ten days for another two years? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, for eight million for two years, why not? What are your thoughts? Man. Okay, so the people, we're, this is the market we're filling. People are not getting enough Jordan Wara breakdown. Uh. And I gotta say, I, I have a page of notes in front of me because I did a hit on our morning show earlier this week and I had some things written down. Jordan War is not on here. Um, well, they re signed him, obviously. They, yeah. they, they have like, what is it, 16 guys are back? Here's what we need to do we need to talk about this 100% confidently, like we absolutely know what's going on with Jordan War. So here's what I'm going to say. Well, you know, the Bucks, they have, they have him in the building. And they, they know much better than us what he's like and how his development is going. So if the Bucks are giving him this money and this contract, I who am I? Who am I to disagree? Uh, who am I to go in and, and say that they are making mistakes? They know more than any other. They, uh, don't worry about the other teams in the league. The Bucks are the team. They see him every day. Wow. I actually did want to talk about it seriously, but. That was, that was serious. What what do you, what serious take do you have? I just think when it comes to the Bucks and Jordan Wara, like, don't you think they know him better than anybody else? <laughs> I mean, does it, it matter what the other twenty nine teams think? No, no. And and the thing that we've known to be true about the Bucks coaching staff over the years is they're very with the players. So this very with the players, and it's and this has been known. Uh, so not only did they have him in house, but they are even more so than other franchises around the league with the players. So they know what's going on with Jordan Wara. And I, I, I don't, I don't No, I think that Jordan Wara 
for real, has had opportunities to step up. Oh, yeah. And he has not taken advantage of those opportunities. It sounds like Middleton might miss a few weeks with his wrist injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, if you look at these guys like at the bottom, because, you know, Bucks fans love the bottom of the depth chart. Don't we all? I legit want to see Sandro play. Yeah. I, I watch real I watch, Mamu minutes. I watch. I'm off the Jordan Wara thing. We're off of that. We're on to Mamu now. I think I, did we watch him in summer league? What the hell? I was watching some Mamu thing this summer and he looked good. Was he, it was league? the FIBA thing or the Euro basket. Maybe I didn't watch any. I th- he must have played in summer league too because I didn't watch the year, but he looked good over there too. I- I'm with you on Mamu. I'm definitely. Yeah, I want to see Mamu play. I think we're just always going to have this one or two guys on the Bucks roster that we're always just kind of arguing over for no reason at all. Like it was Rashad Vaughn for a while, then it was DJ Wilson, and we just we just rotate these guys through. I'm with you on Mamu though because Brooke Lopez is old. I don't want Giannis to be playing heavy center minutes throughout the regular season because it just beats him up yeah he can do it and he's good at it but i don't need that versus detroit or sacramento on a tuesday night in january if mamu can eat some of those minutes and just be a viable center just be a a viable five that can give you 11 minutes in some random regular season game to keep the pressure out brook and Giannis. great i'm i'm in on the mamu hype i'm looking at the buck schedule here because i'm trying to figure out like when it will be appropriate you know, I haven't. One of the things I haven't done is broken down every Brewers game. Did you win? You win loss. That that's got it before too long before the season. The Buck season starts. I got to win loss the whole thing on my show. It'll kill. Oh, I, I want to do that with you. Okay, I'll have you. But uh, I don't. I don't like. We talk about the Brewers like big picture stuff, and and I'm not going to break down. I'm not going. I watch the games, but I'm not going to break it down because one thing I'm trying not to do. I don't want to record late at night a lot. That must be tough. Yeah. So and I'm I, like, I'm not here to judge. You have a wife and a, and a son. You have yeah. a, you have an actual life. I don't really. I well, can't. I don't have a job though. Yeah. But I work in radio. Do I have a job? Really? Like, I don't know. It's all, it's all relative. You're on a I, payroll. I, yeah, you, well, yeah, that's true. So it looks like the first uh, night of the season, Thursday, October 20th, the Bucks have the Sixers on the road. I'm going to probably do a post game for that one. You should. You should 100. Live people love live reactions. Emergency podcast, reaction podcast. That's what moves the needle. You know this. I don't need to tell you that you're a podcast host. You know more than me. Like the Bucks know more about Jordan War than other teams would. Yeah, I believe this is the 11th podcast I've done, the 11th show. You're a pro. Does it get a lot easier as you go along? Um, I don't know. It just feels like I'm doing the radio show, but way less. I mean, I, I don't do four hours. I do two. So two two is basically as much as that because you have breaks. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I, my hours are 42 minutes. So, yeah. And I, I take a lot of calls, which like took a long time. Like my show started in 2018. And I remember the Friday going into the weekend before I started my show, you unprompted DM'd me on Twitter and told me to have a great first show. And I will never forget that, Bart Winkler. But since 2018, yes, you did. I remember I was in... uh. I was in Marquette, Michigan. We were downtown because we were moving my sister into college. And I got a DM from Bartwick. I said, look at this. Look at how nice this is. And I told my parents. My parents have loved you ever since for that. So they, they're big Bart Winkler fans too. What were we talking about? Oh, since my show started, like, you build callers so slowly. And I've gotten to the point now where I can, like, I'll get a certain number of calls every day. And something will come up, some topic I didn't expect. So that makes it easier when you get some calls. And Are you get getting any of the callers that call me? 
Uh, Cone Roller, I got Dave and Cudahy for a little while, but I, I think the callers that got used to calling a fan would get frustrated with me because I don't have a call screener. And the phone that I have in my studio only has one line. So if I have someone on, it's not, they can't hop in line. So if you want to get through, like, it takes a little bit more. It takes a little more. You know, there's no, you know, gentleman behind the glass, you know, other side of the glass. to. Uh, well, whether you can get in or not, I never said that phrase. Whether you can get in or not, uh, the Wisco Sports Show, four to six, lacrosse, Madison, Eau Claire, Poughkeepsie, Rice I, Lake. Not not to toot my own horn. I'm really having fun doing my show. My bigot. The, Lancaster. The thing, that, the thing that bothers me most about my show right now is that I have to host it. And therefore, I can't. Gaze Mills. Gaze Mills. Barry Mills. Uh, also right outside Lacrosse. Little translator tower just outside Lacrosse. So we got Barry this Mills. Thing. Yeah. Maybe working on Viroqua. Looking around. Always looking. Viroqua. I like Viroqua. Viroqua is the best. Mm-hmm. Love Viroqua. There's way too many people who've lived in the state for a long time and have never been down to Vernon County and to Viroqua, you'd be amazed. You drive there, you you wouldn't even think you're in Wisconsin. It's like a different world down there. It's beautiful. You ever been to North Skedalian? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so I fly fish all the time down there. So all the little nooks and crannies of that area. And they all have a big ski jump. The Westby Ski Jump. Have you ever been there in the winter when they actually have the party out there? Bro, I've walked up those stairs with a camera and a tripod. Oh, you worked in TV, so you would be all over that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, think, of a, think of an Olympic-sized ski hill. Ski you were jump. an athlete. You played soccer. That's an I walked up sport. the stairs. You know how much you run in soccer? You were probably. I was a goalie. Well, still, you were probably. You know that butt punt? <laughs> that happened to you? That I got scored on that way. <laughs> I punted into someone and it went off of him and then went back in the goal. So I, I like really fell for that punter, but they won. Yeah. So what are you supposed to do? All right. I got a Alex voicemail from Alex. Let's do it. Hey, Bart, this is Alex here. Uh, we've interacted on Twitter before, but long-time listener, first-time caller. I was just curious on what your thoughts were about Christian Watson. Um, I still haven't up, given up hope yet for him. I think he's still going to be a huge impact player for this team. So with him, Dobbs is looking pretty good. Just wanted to see what you and uh, whoever else you're talking with think about that. We talked about this a little yesterday with, like, Watson and Dobbs and mm-hmm. – if you like were forced to pick as a Packer GM or whatever, right now you have to, you have to jettison one, one goes, one stays. Ooh. Are you giving the rose to Dobbs or are you giving it to Watson? I think it's way too early to answer Dobbs, but everyone's so enamored with Dobbs. What I like about Dobbs is he's somebody that can run after the catch. What? Well, I was going to say, you know what I love about Dobbs is he's healthy. And I've long said when it comes to my football players, yeah, the best availability is a, is responsibility. I was watching. I was flipping around the TV, and uh, CBS Sports has their morning Monday morning quarterback show, and yeah, I turned cool. it on. And within ten seconds, a guy said about the quarterback situation in Dallas. Yeah. As a quarterback, the best ability is reliability. Available. Like I was like, I stood up. Bravo, sir. Yeah. You know what am I doing in my basement? Something that I've been saying a ton on my show. Having my mom and dad in the middle of a hurricane share my tweets. Oh no. So that their their Punta Gorda friends can listen. Welcome to Florida. It's a great book. 
available they, on Amazon. Do they have a chapter on hurricanes in the book? You think I ever read that book? Well, you've done more for that book than probably anyone. So to be fair to you, you probably don't have to read it. I do have a Watson uh, uh, Dobbs take. And I said this, I, I remember probably a month before the regular season started, we were trying to figure out where these guys were going to stack up. And I, I talked about this with a few guests, including your friend, Rob Reichel, right? And I, 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 did Rob a, on. I did a Rob Reichel impression on my show yesterday, but I was very respectful. Is that something that I should avoid? Should I avoid impersonating my guests when they're not? Um, well, that's a good question because I never did my Paschke to Paschke. Reichel, but again, it was very Fox basketball on Fox Sports Midwest. My take that Brought I told you by Habish Habish Davison Rutter. Um, my take that I told Brought you about cousin subs is that I think Dobbs. Well, let me hear you, Reichel. Uh, uh. So hold on. I will give my point as if I'm speaking to Reichel, and then I, I need to respond to something. You know how Oh, all right. So what I told Reichel was, I, Rob, this is the way I see it. I think Dobbs and Watson are going to be Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones 2.0. Like, I think Dobbs is the more ready to be good right away. Like, Williams is very good right away, and Jones had a little bit of progress. But then I think Aaron Jones' ceiling as a big playmaker and a dynamic playmaker was higher. It just took him a little bit longer to get there, and that's kind of how their careers played out. So I'd tell that to Rob Reichel and he'd go, yeah, Grant, I, oh, shoot, oh, I feel like I'm under the gun. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And, you know, Aaron, I, I can't, I'm choking. I'm not clutch. Well, you got to say your name more. I, that's why I, I love him. We've talked about this. I love it when guests say my name. Well, Bart, well, Bart, well, Bart. I love the thing Bart. with Brett Favre was he was, he was, he was, he was, everybody knew at Green Bay at the time, Bart, that, <laughs> that uh that he was a bad person but he, uh, he nobody ever saw this mississippi welfare thing coming bart he it? maybe couldn't read a nickel defense bart but you know what at least he had a good relationship with his teammates and with his coaches and with aaron Rodgers, i just i don't know if i'd see it i'd go to love i know they're two and one but i think it's time he's gonna be able to be doing a lot of reading in the prison when uh, they eventually get him, Bart. And oh, we're laughing, but it's not funny. Uh, the racial thing is, I gotta get Rob on this week. I want to get Rob on. I love Rob. He's the best. Anyways, that's my Watson Dobbs take. I think Dobbs is gonna be better early. Watson's got to maybe get a little bit bigger and stronger. But I think his high end playmaking, he's got those the speed, the size, everything they want. He's just got to stay healthy. Again, the best ability is availability. He's got to work on that ability. Uh, and then I think his high end at some point is going to make him more valuable. But right now, like Jamal Williams early in his career, I think he's probably a little bit more steady and useful than uh, Watson right now. Well, I, this is a good comparison with how it played out, but uh, Williams, they just, Jones has always been this. They, so you, they, you over, just... they made sure not to use Jones. I was so pissed how they never used Jones. Remember that game he scored in overtime on his one run? It was 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they were Alvin Kamara. I, and, I yeah, and Williams was good. Jones has been Alvin Kamara since we had him. Yeah. That that was oh God, was that controversial at the time, too, when you said he was Alvin Kamara. And that's it's panned out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a I I have a ability to see not really into the future, but the correct take on things because I'm smart and I know sports. It isn't that hard. Not that this job is not that hard. If if you just watch everything. And you remember things. 
Like it, it's a lot of this. How smarter do you think I am than Nathaniel Hackett? Seven times, eight, nine. Do you still one of also my favorite takes of yours is your belief that you could coach a team to five hundred? Hackett, I don't think Hackett is dumb. I my thing, and I haven't talked about this a ton of my show. Although I can't stand Russell Wilson, so I will look to drag him and anyone who's involved with him at any chance. And it's become a, a fun bit. And I'm I'm slowly bringing more listeners to my side on this. It was slim early on, but now I've really collected uh, quite a group of people who agree with me. I don't think Hackett's a bad coach. I think he brought in a staff of people to do jobs that they have never done before. And he's doing a job he's never done before. And I think the Denver thing is more of an example of how hard it is to be an NFL coach. Cause there's so much going on. There's a million things going on. Hackett's doing everything. McCarthy is doing nothing like the other side of that coin. McCarthy doesn't call plays. He doesn't do offense. He doesn't make decisions. Hackett's trying to do it all. Well, what's the deal with Russell Wilson too? Why does he suck so much? Well, I would contend he's always been this guy. And if you talk to people who've watched a lot of Seahawks games and not just the weird ones on primetime, this has always been him. He's been frustrating and he makes boneheaded plays. But at the end of the game, right, he makes the one magical play that wins him the game. But I think a lot of people who are huge Russell Wilson fans for some unknown reason, they thought Pete Carroll in Seattle, they just weren't, they were holding him back, which I don't know why a modern NFL team, even as one maybe as regressive as the Seahawks would ever do that. Like, hey, we have this really good quarterback. Let's not use him at all. When has that ever happened? I just, I don't know. I never bought into that in Seattle. And I, God, I can't stand him. God, are any so coaches bad. good even? Like, are any coaches actually good? We can nitpick any coach. You know what I mean? Even LaFleur. Like, like I, I've been doing that this week. I've been saying things about LaFleur. I'm like, I really like him, but he's got to get better at these things. They never, they, they can't advance in the playoffs. I got to say something. First of all, why, where I was heading with that before I talk about LaFleur with you. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle Shanahan is the most overrated coach the league has ever seen. This is, this is again, there's so many different things that go into being a head coach. And Shanahan is a brilliant play caller. I think he sucks at personnel. And I think he's, he's poor at a lot of things. He's poor at a lot of things. Play calling is not one, but he's poor at a great many things. He's 40 and 44 all time. He is, uh, including, well, not including this one, three losing seasons, two winning. Well, the Niners are the anti-Packers. Like, if the Packers are the the Packers, if the Packers are the more <laughs> bites at the Apple team, like, every year, the, the Packers are this. They are a flat, they just, we want to maintain, we never want to get too high, because that will mean that we go too low, so we're going to be flat. So if you put the Packers on a line graph, they are flat. And the Niners are going up, down, up, down, up, down. Like, they're the anti-Packers. And Which I think, and I really want to talk about this at some point, like, totally in-depth with fans from, from different teams. I think that you need the roller coaster to fully engage the fans. Mm. Because the Brewers should be more engaging this year, up to this point. Yeah. The last month or so should have been over two back, two and a half, one back, one and a half. In. I never look at the standings. I host a show that yeah. talks about the Brewers. I never look at the standings. I got the standings bookmarked for the NBA, NFL. I never, I don't know how many games the Brewers are back. No, and I don't, because they have this trajectory of where they're supposed to be. And sometimes like the Browns a couple of years ago when they went to the playoffs and beat the Steelers, it was like the best season that that team's had in a while. Yeah. Because they weren't expecting it. It's all about expectations. It's all about where, but then I look, I think about what I'm thinking about with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the Packers. Cause the Packers on, on uh, the Packers on Sunday, I was like, 
I wasn't worried until the last possession. I was losing it. Okay, so I'm 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 like I just they can't. The Packers is different. The Brewers I don't want to lose because I don't want them to not make the playoffs. The Packers I know are they're going to end up in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't want them to lose because then I don't want the whole after. I just don't. It's not even about losing in the game that they lost. It's the everything that follows for the next week because the NFL. I think the NFL has perfected it so well with yeah. how often they play, how tight these games have been. Everything the NFL has spent a hundred years, and they have what right now is the perfect sports product. It will never. I mean, there might be a little more room for it to get more perfect, but it, it this is going to be regarded as like the peak of the NFL with it's just, it's, it's everything. It's everything you've ever wanted it to be. And it's so good. And so we know the Packers are going to win. So what do I stress out for throughout the season? If I know they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Shouldn't I, doesn't the Packers season not really start till the playoffs? I don't know. I had a, I had a coworker complaining to me today. He's like, ah, it's Sunday's win didn't do anything for me. Neither did week one or two. I'm like, okay, so week one doesn't count because it's week one. Week two doesn't count because it's the Bears. And this week doesn't count because they didn't pull away. It's like none of these none of these games are meaning anything to Packers fans. I'm with you. Well, like, okay, because last year, this team looked so stupid in week one, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then they rattle off, what was that, seven wins in a row? Yeah. And it week one, like they they can't get away with week one last year they're getting rewarded for bad behavior they still got the number one seed now this year week one was so bad then they beat chicago they beat tampa they're gonna beat new england they'll beat both new york teams they're winning in london the packers are not going to london to lose they're gonna beat the jets they're gonna beat washington Mm -hmm. so now you're gonna be six and one you're gonna be six and one five and two going into buffalo and i not five and two there's no chance at five and two you don't think so you don't think they stumble once where were they losing? I don't know. It's but this is as soon as you think you have it down, you you don't. You just have to factor in these. They're not losing to New England. They are going with to, a backup quarterback. I will put They're my not losing in London. They're not losing with the Jets are at home unless Lafleur gives his buddy Sala a freebie, and then they're not losing in Washington. I will. I have, I'm staking my name on this this week on my show too. They are going to blast the Patriots on Sunday. This is going. This is going to be. They're going to score thirty-five points on Sunday against the Patriots. They're oh, gonna, it's going to be a mess. Crush the Pats on Sunday. I don't know about the, the the weeks to come, but they finally got back to level ground. They got a little confidence after New England. They are going to destroy the Pats on Sunday. Then let's say you lose the Buffalo. You're going to we're win lossing. You're going to beat. Well, you could lose the Detroit. Okay, there are there are degrees to winning and losing in Buffalo because if that Buffalo game looks like the Niners game in 2019, the Bucks game in 2020 the Broncos and the Cardinals in 2015, where they just give up in the first quarter and they get blown out on the road. If that's what happens in Buffalo, that's different than losing, you know, 20, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're going to make the playoffs and we might get crazy about the one seed, but that doesn't matter because they can't win at home in the playoffs to advance. All they got to do is get in. So, so we started this with Matt LaFleur. What do we need? What do we specifically do? We need more. What do we need from Matt LaFleur? What can he do better? What is he not doing up until this point that needs to do better? I think he knows the mistakes he's making in the process of making them. Okay. He knows he's making a mistake, but he still does it. Can you give me an example? Just make one up. It, it doesn't even have to be real. Just help me help me grasp this. The play calling sucks. 
when they're up 14 nothing three okay and he knows that let me work out this take a little bit here here's here's what i've been saying because i think we can weave our thoughts together here to combine to make one take mm. i with lafleur and this is what i said I, I do a hit on our madison station on tuesday morning and we talked about this then as well i hate that when the Packers struggle on offense, they have one issue, the Packers. They, str- they struggle. The Packers had to hell yeah, uh, head back also. home this week to take on the New England Patriots. That they do. I hate that when the Packers offense makes a mistake and everyone on the field looks like they're constipated and they know it and they're like, okay, the thing is happening again. I don't like when they pan to the sideline to show Matt LaFleur and he's got the same look on his face. Like, yes, I and then afterwards, him. he's like, I have to do better. I I want him to be the lighthouse in those turgid waters. I want him to be the guy who grabs what's up, her. What's up with him taking accountability for Sammy Watkins being hurt? He's fallen on the sword, right? It's the coach thing you do. He should have been like, I don't know. He's old as hell. That's why we call him Hammy Watkins around the building. You know, like, I, I don't know. What do you want him to do? Hammy, I can't believe you called him Hammy Watkins. <laughs> I can't believe the way you're your way you're treating Sammy Watkins. It's going to happen in week 16 when Watkins has a big game. I remember. I remember, I remember those of you that said he was injury prone. Yeah. Yeah. He missed all season for the last eight seasons. Yeah. I just, I just want Matt LaFleur to be the guy in those moments that actually looks like, okay, I know what we can do to, to kickstart this. Cause Craig council would do this. I, Craig Council's PR is taking a hit. I don't think it's fair, but it's what happens to coaches. Council would say, I need to move this guy to the spot in the lineup. I need to use Williams in the eighth instead of the ninth to face the meat of the order. It might not work, but Council would do. Council is the guy where if something's not working, he's going to do something. Lafleur is just like, he looks like he, he needs to poop, but he knows there's not a bathroom anywhere around. And he's like, oh. No, he's there like, is a bathroom. It's right in front of him, but yeah. it says reserved for Aaron Rodgers on it. <laughs> I just. I want LaFleur to be the button pusher. Like when things get difficult, I want him to be the guy that says, all right, Rogers, this is what we need to do. Or like know what button to push. Like Rogers, you're playing like a pansy. You're playing like a sissy to, you know, neuter the language for the podcast. You know what? You, so instead of saying those, it's actually in 2022, probably more, it's probably more uh, less offensive to say shit than pansy or what. Yeah. I, I have a caller who calls me a fairy from time to time. And I you think you can't say that. I know. I think it's funny though. That's the issue is I have no problem with callers like making fun of me. I think it's hilarious. But then other callers would be like, this is just, this is just horrendous. How do you allow this on your show? I'm like, are you not laughing? This is funny, but I, I get it. Yeah. One more voicemail, then a quick question. And then, and then that'll wrap it up. All right. Uh, this is Marcus. I met him at a brewer game. Good morning, Bart. Marcus from Paul Creek giving you a call. Just wanted to chime in and say listen to the podcast every day. It's awesome to hear you and Toby and Orpot when he was a little bit uh, sauced up after the game on Sunday. Uh, it's awesome. Tim, having some of the people call in, it's it's just great. Uh, please keep doing it. I really want you to get back on the real radio waves. They can just chime in and all that stuff, but you know, I know that's out of our control. So just great to hear you. Thank you again for doing what you do, dude. All right. Later. So. <laughs> I don't know that I'm ever on real radio again. 
I mean, you don't think so? I don't know. What bums me out is you are a radio guy. There are people who are sports guys who end up doing sports radio because it's a medium to do their thing. You, and I remember I remember years ago, I was driving from my hometown, Menominee, Wisconsin, the 715, back to La Crosse. And I have a very good memory with these things. It's not creepy. It's just, it's the way my brain works. And I was driving across Wabasha over to Minnesota, the big bridge. And I was listening to the Winx Things podcast with Rami Maklov. And you were talking about how you never wanted to be in sports radio. You never wanted to be a sports radio guy. I always got the sense that you just loved being in radio, whether it was music or doing this or that. Like, you just love radio. I love I, radio, yeah. Yeah, and I'm the same way. And it it sucks that someone like that can't get a job in radio because we can't, well, everyone, nobody wants to work anymore, which is what I keep saying. I'm not sure. Nobody wants to work. And the idea that someone with a, a great passion for an industry cannot be employed in such industry is just a tragedy. Yeah, well, I came to lacrosse to interview for a job with you, and I didn't, you didn't hire me. That's not, it's not true. Like, that was a fun joke on Twitter, but then people took it seriously, which is what people do on Twitter. Hey, so speaking power of, to hire anyone? <laughs> speaking of lacrosse, Oktoberfest this weekend. Mm-hmm. Last time I went to Oktoberfest, I had massive allergies. And it was awful. Like ragweed? I don't know. I had a buddy who we were, we were at a darty, is what they call it. A what? A darty. I don't know if that means a, a, a part, a darty. I don't, I don't know if that means a drinking party or a darts party, like you're playing beer darts outside. It doesn't matter. We were drinking outside, and my buddy during Oktoberfest, who's deathly allergic to bees, got stung by a bee. So we had to, we're, we're all hammered. So we had to get him to the hospital. It was this whole ordeal. So I, you know, I, I get it. It, it sucks to be out of commission and in, in basically our Super Bowl over here on this side of the state. Wisconsin's West Coast, as I like to say. So I don't think Darty's a real thing, but I'm looking it up. Yeah, you kids are much younger than me. What did you call it? Well, a Darty is a daytime party. Day, daytime. That's the other word I was. Yeah, Darty, daytime party. But if you're playing beer darts, it's like a darty, or is it because we're playing darts? I never understood that. I could never get a straight answer. It's like JK. Is that joking or just kidding? Could be either. And I've never. No, it's just really... kidding. You'd say if you say so. It's like GIF and JIF. We can do these dances all day. All right. So a darty is day drinking. Mm-hmm. I I one or time pre gaming. We would call it pre game. Both, both, but you can pregame inside and outside. Pregame isn't location specific or time specific like a darty is. I one time on my well, show. Pregame is time specific. It's before the game. No, because pre, no, because you're pregaming the party. You're not pregaming a game. You're pre, in drinking terms. There's the game is the party. Okay, but what if the party is at two? Then you pregame starting at noon. So that's not time. You know what beer is good. That cheese at TV beer is good. Is it really? I'm kind of. I've been workshopping a take, and I. This is a good place to do it. I'm kind of anti-craft beer because I, I think craft beer. Really say it's, a, it's a, it's a, is it a craft beer? I don't think it is. I, I just I don't like niche beer. beer. I, I'm, I, I think niche beer or craft beer goes against the spirit of why we like beer in the first place. We like beer because it's the common man's drink and you get done from work. And I don't want that fruity, bubbly crap with notes of cinnamon and, 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 I don't know, licorice or whatever they put in crap beer. I just give me a Pabst. Give me a Pabst. Give me a Miller Lite. Give me a Coors, right? These beers that can one word, you know what it is. It's a hard working person's drink. In craft beer, it's like, well, that's against what beer is about. 
I disagree. I think uh, I think most beer is pretty shitty. Yeah. Okay. You drink Captain though, which I respect. That's my drink of choice when I go to the bar. I would argue Captain drinks me. <laughs> you become the captain. You don't consume the captain. You become the captain. You become the Grand Bills WKTY, lover of all things Bud. Can I? Can I plug my Twitter handle? Because my coworker Ben Kenny is getting close to three thousand followers, and I'm getting close to two. And if he gets if he gets three before I get two, it's going to make it look really lopsided, and it's going to piss me off. Please, at Wisco Graham. I guess W I S K O. Yeah, that's it, Bart. C was taken. <laughs> it's it's with a K. Grant, I love you, bud. I love you as well, Bart. Thank you for having me on. This was fun. I like your podcast. I hope someday there's a kid uh, driving around like thinking, I remember crossing the highway, Highway 82. There's that place in between Oxford and Mauston where nice. I listened to Bart and Grant talk and it forever changed my life. Yeah. So many of your words have changed my life for the better. And I'm not the only one. We all love that you're still creating content. So keep doing it. Thanks, Grant. Goodbye, Bart. Okay. And I do want to tag this episode with an update uh, on my dad and my mom and what they're doing in Florida. So I talked to him and we had that at the beginning of the episode. Then he did a video in a lawn chair in the storm, which was great. Uh, then he had a 2 p.m. update and I got these to play off Twitter. Hey, it's my two o'clock All right, and then he had an update at 2.30. Okay, I gotta keep bringing it to you. There's a 106 mile an hour gust right now. This is probably the worst it's been so far. We're still hanging in there. I think I better get back inside. See ya. Okay, so my dad does a video at 2.30 in a 106 mile an hour an hour gust, and uh, then, then he has no more updates the rest of the day. I mean, uh, hello. Uh, apparently, they lost their ability to text or obviously then post video on Twitter. Uh, they can call in and out. So I'm recording this just before 10 o'clock now on Wednesday. And I'm going to call my dad and see what the status is of him and my mom. What's up, Artemis Gordon? All right, so what I had said is you put an update out at 2.30, and then nobody, like, people are checking your feed to see if you're okay. Right. right. Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. I am okay. We are okay. The, the, uh, this, this storm is moving away. Uh, it slowed down tremendously. And uh, continued to just rain and high winds. And um, it kept getting extended. It was supposed to end at 7.30, and now it's what, almost 11 o'clock, and it's still lingering a little bit, but it's almost out. Do you know about your house yet, or is that a mystery? Um, a little bit of a mystery. We know that uh, we, had, we had screen damage 
Um, I'm not sure what extent. And because I did see a video in Fort Myers of a house floating down a street. Well, I no, ours ours wasn't floating. Actually, that wasn't a house. The Fort Myers thing you saw floating was their portable um, police station for the beach. Oh, fake <laughs> news! Fake news! <laughs> fake news! Okay, so, so uh, did you guys? Were you in any like? It looked like the thing you were in were pre- was pretty sturdy. There was no questionable moments, was there? No, not at all. This place is. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, it, it's a fortified garage for um, nice RVs. <laughs> um, okay. and it's, it's, it's brand new, and um, we didn't really have anything to worry about here. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys are okay. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for calling for the for the update. It was kind of uh, disturbing to get cut off during our interview and then have no way to get uh, a hold of you or... I had a lot of people watching the little updates and yeah, I had people texting um, me. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad because there's not absolutely nothing we could do. The mm-hmm. uh, internet went out and Wi-Fi, And I mean, I barely was getting texts for a while. So uh, I'll post some from yet from today that I, that I missed in the morning and then I'll do a little ending recap of the backyard and roof and whatever else we have to worry about tomorrow. All right, we'll get an update on that. Uh, I'm glad you guys are safe. Thank you. You going to bed now or what? Yeah, I think we've had a long day trying to sweat out this goofy hurricane. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think says, has had a worse week? You going through a hurricane and not knowing what your house is going to be, or me who had to watch the Cardinals celebrate the NL championship at American Family Field, and also this weekend. The Bucks are hosting a Chicago Blackhawks party at the Deer District. Well, let's see. I, I'm, I, I think yours sounds pretty rough, but my might have we might have squeaked it out a little bit. I think ours was worse. And then one more question. <laughs> uh, this is a serious one. Are you more tired from the hurricane and the prep and the going through it, or the content creating? Because it is a lot of work putting social media out there. That that actually was the fun part, and it kept our it kept us distracted a little bit. And when we lost the internet, we weren't able to do the videos anymore. Um, it was it kind of like slowed everything down, and it made the made the day just that much longer. So it was actually kind of fun. <laughs> well, glad you're okay. I'll check back in uh, tomorrow. All right, thank you. Okay. Have have a good show. <laughs> Bye.